Hi, and welcome, everyone. Who's Good day. Good day, and welcome to the True Caller fourth quarter 2022 earnings conference call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star than one on your touchtone phone. To withdraw your question, please press star than two. Please note today's event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Alan Mamede, CEO. Please go ahead. Thank you. Hi, and welcome everyone who's listening in. I'm Alan Mamede, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of TrueColor. With me, I have our CFO, Odd Bolin. We're very happy to announce our interim report for the fourth quarter of 2022. I will start with presenting financial and business highlights. I will then provide an update on some of the exciting things we have released during the quarter. Odd will then walk you through our financial performance in more details. Finally, I will wrap up with a summary of the quarter and then we open up for Q&A. So let's get started with the highlights of the quarter. We closed Q4 with an average of 338 million monthly uh, average uses. Uh, a 13% increase year on year. Average daily active users grew to 271 million, an increase of 14%. This means that our DAO to MAO engagement remains strong at 80%. We closed the quarter at 444 million Swedish crowns, a 13% increase compared to the same quarter in 2021. Although macroeconomic headwinds resulted in a lower demand for digital advertising, we were still able to increase revenues thanks to the improvements to our product. Our adjusted EBITDA landed at 136 million Swedish crowns at the end of the quarter with an adjusted EBITDA margin of 30.6%. We continue to have a very strong cash flow with 169 million Swedish crowns in net cash from operating activities before tax payments. After the third quarter, we shared that we uh, were observing increased caution by advertisers regarding their marketing investments and that this could uh, likely could lead to muted demand. We saw this materialize in a slowdown in demand during the later part of the fourth quarter, during a period when seasonal effects would typically result in higher spending. However, uh, we're still very proud to be a profitable high-growth tech company and intend to continue so with solid profitability, great margins, and a strong cash flow. Now, we continue to grow our use base across markets, and on both Android and iOS, uh, we're proud to have been ranked as the 14th most downloaded app globally, and that we continue to be one of the most loved apps in India. In 2022, we were the second most used app in India in the 18 to 24 age group, and the third most uh, used app among men. We're also proud to have reached an all-time high uh, in our net promoter score in India, ending the quarter at an NPS of 52. On the product side, we continue to work on optimizing our advertising technology and a number of initiatives that we executed on, which resulted in a significant increase in ad impressions. Our investments in developing our proprietary ad platform have started to pay off uh, as the revenue from our in-house platform grew by more uh, grew by more than 3x. We launched a couple of exciting new things this quarter and continue to work on things that expand opportunities for revenue growth. 
We streamlined our uh, premium offering and introduced new pricing plans, and the number of subscribers grew by 16% year over year. We're also very excited that TrueCall for Business continues to grow. We now have almost 1,900 customers in 35 different countries. Um, I will cover these highlights in more details in the next few slides. On the growth side, our user base continues to grow. Majority of user growth is still driven by strong organic growth, but we're also seeing our investments in user acquisition start to see the upcoming markets that are uh, of strategic importance to us. We closed Q4 at an average of 338 million monthly active users, which is up by 38 million from the same period last year, or a 13% increase. As mentioned, our daily active user base grew even faster. We closed the quarter at an average of 271 million daily active users, a 14% increase from last year. User growth this quarter was somewhat affected by the global macroeconomic situation. Smartphone sales impacted our user growth to an extent, since some of our new users are those who install the app when they buy their first smartphone or when they upgrade to a more modern device. The global markets uh, for new smartphones decreased by 18% in the fourth quarter, but despite this, we continue to grow our use base and ended the quarter with 13% growth uh, in average monthly active users. Our daily active user growth uh, outpaced our monthly active user growth and engagement remains very strong with over 80% of monthly active users. Um, both of these are strong indicators of our product's stickiness. We're proud that most of our user growth is still organic, as this continues to demonstrate the growing relevance of our service and the product market fit. As a product-first company, we continuously invest in developing our offering to further improve the user experience. As usual, uh, let's recap the product offering for those uh, who are new to these calls or our product. There are two main areas where we focus on from a product perspective. One is our consumer product, which is available on iOS and Android. 338 million uh, people use it every month. And we're proud to be the leading global platform for phone number verification. Consumer use uh, our product in order to have a safer and more efficient calling and messaging experience. It's basically their go-to product for their communication needs. The other side of this is our business product that we call True Color for Business, which allows businesses to verify through a KYC process and become verified businesses on our platform in order to increase trust in their communication with consumers, but also to prevent impersonation and many other things. They can also integrate their calling and messaging experience directly into our product so that they can grow their business more efficiently. Now, let's get into the highlights. So the three areas I will cover are the core product offering, True Color Premium, uh, and our ad tech capabilities and enterprise products. We continue to develop our core offering uh, in order to provide users with a smarter, safer, and more efficient experience across their communication needs. We continue to invest in AI identity, our artificial intelligence and machine learning powered caller ID, and spam detection capabilities. <coughs> AI identity translates called signals and patterns into AI-generated labels, for example, likely sales or someone you may know. We continue to build opportunities from community feedback, which drives strong user engagement and also serves as valuable input to the contextual information 
provided by the AI identity. We also continue to enhance the experience for Android users by building out existing features. For example, Smart SMS highlights the most important information from LinkedIn messages. But Smart SMS is even smarter now and sends intelligent reminders about important events such as travel departure times and bill payment deadlines and so forth. We also continue to focus on improving app performance. In the fourth quarter, we implemented enhancements that deliver a faster frictionless experience while reducing the app size by 50%. This is a big achievement for us. Uh, a leaner app size means that we can grow our investments in preloads more due to requirements of OEM manufacturers. It also makes the app more attractive in terms of driving organic user growth, especially in markets where app size is a major factor for users who have low budget devices and limited space on their phones or even limited data plans. In the fourth quarter, uh, we built out a few things uh, in our product to protect users from the growing problem of impersonation and fraud. Based on feedback from our community, one of the most common phone scams involves uh, the impersonation of government officials. This led us to create uh, the government service uh, directory for our users in India. This service helps users to connect seamlessly with the government through easy access to verified contacts of government bodies, from national helpline numbers to specific ministries. The information was sourced directly from official sources and covers 20 central ministries and over 23 states. We continue to update the feature with more verified numbers across different departments and, and states to help even more people across the country. We also began using our instant messaging capabilities at scale by sending market-specific intelligence directly to our users. So what it means is that we have historically helped our users, uh, user base identify malicious callers in real time, but now we're also building out the capability to scan ongoing trends in order to inform users preemptively. We're excited about the opportunities in this space and continue to invest in building fraud intelligence and detection capabilities. In late August, we launched a brand new version of the iPhone app for users globally. The iOS app was completely rewritten and offers a fundamentally better user experience from end to end. In the fourth quarter, we strengthened the product by improving the AI identity experience on iPhone iPhone users now have a much better contextual information on who's calling, similar to the experience we have delivered on Android. We also introduced community feedback on iPhone in the fourth quarter, and now Apple users can take advantage of opportunities to suggest names or leave comments. We continue to see significant improvements in adoption of our app from iPhone users. Since we launched a new app in August, Average daily active uses on iPhone increased by over 80%, and daily installs grew by 15%. The team's focus has been to build a great product and get engagement going before we invest in expanding uh, into iPhone-dominant markets. Overall, we're very optimistic about growing our share of iPhone uses in the coming years. On the premium side, we continue to develop the premium offering, and in the fourth quarter, we grew our subscriber base by 18% compared to the same period last year. We have streamlined the offering and introduced two new subscription plans, an ad-free plan and a family plan to make it accessible to more users. 
the ad pre plan was made available to uh, specific user segments and has driven high conversion rates with early indicators in suggesting that users in who uh, uh, who's uh, on this offering are more likely to upgrade. In December alone, over 10% of ad-free subscribers upgraded to more attractive plans. We also launched Family Plan in early December, which allows users to add up to four people on a single paid account. This new plan has proven to be very attractive, with about 60% of uh, our Family Plan users being new subscribers and 40% upgrading from, from cheaper plans. We also worked on a few things to drive more subscription growth from our iPhone user base. We improved the user interface on the iPhone app to make the checkout process much more intuitive. This initiative has demonstrated a positive trend with a 29% increase in revenue from iPhone subscribers compared to Q4 last year. From a feature perspective, we continue to build out our cloud telephony offering. In the fourth quarter, most of the focus was on improving the visibility of the offering and optimizing the key, the core product. Key performance indicators, uh, including conversion, retention, and usage metrics are trending at a healthy rate. So I think we're on, on a good path here. In preparation for further expansion, we continue to test the assistance offering in other strategic markets and have seen, uh, been seeing great results. Other than the assistant itself, we continue to explore even more use cases using the cloud telephony platform in order to strengthen our value proposition for the paid offering. On the ad side, uh, we continue to build out our capabilities in order to deliver an even better experience. Thanks to investments in our proprietary platform, we were able to grow our ads revenues despite significantly weaker demand for digital advertising in the broader market. On the proprietary platform, we saw the highest monthly revenues uh, recorded in the fourth quarter and growing by over 300% year on year. We also improved efficiency across the advertising lifecycle, and uh, this resulted in growing impressions by over 36%. These initiatives have resulted in improvements in ads engagement and click-through rates, which are expected to enable improved ECPMs and stronger monetization in the medium to long term. We continue to work on performance advertising through more advanced features, data-led machine learning algorithms, newer inventory uh, side opportunities, and so on. Initiatives to build out our demand-side platform, which expands the scope uh, of our reach beyond the TrueColor ecosystem, continue to scale very well. The platform will provide us ability to leverage unique audience insights for a range of advertising use cases. We'll continue to do those investments and initiatives which further improve our uh, effectiveness and monetization potential, which will put us in a very strong position when demand recovers. On the enterprise side, uh, demand for our enterprise offering continues to grow. In the fourth quarter, we onboarded a number of notable brands in India across sectors, including Volkswagen, Tata Play, and Coursera, to name a few. Our relevance to players in the financial sector also continues to be high as we added a number of leading banks and insurance uh, providers to our client portfolio this quarter. We also continue to expand to of business in markets beyond India, most notably Egypt, Kenya, and South Africa. 
In the fourth quarter, we introduced business profile, uh, which helps uh, brands to engage more dynamically with, uh, with the end users. Business profiles are fully customizable and allow enterprise uh, customers to bring more life to their profile by including a description of their business, website or social media links, and branded media. This enables businesses to reinforce their brand within the TrueColor ecosystem and also helps them route organic traffic to their digital channels to increase engagement. We also continue to work on supporting business messaging at scale. By the end of the fourth quarter, millions of business messages were being delivered through our platform on a daily basis. In close collaboration with Tanla, we continue to strengthen our technical capabilities in order to support even higher volumes while innovating on our ability to support more engaging content through rich media messages, attachments, and more. We continue to develop these offerings to, develop, to deliver even more value for both businesses and end users. Now, over to all to talk about our financial performance. Thank you, Alan. Uh, let's see. As usual, we'll, we'll start with our revenue development. Um, this quarter, we saw a slowdown in the revenue growth as a consequence of a general lower demand for digital ads, which we see as an effect being an effect of the depressed global macro. Uh, the lower demand affected pricing also in markets where the general economy still is developing well, such as India, um, where the underlying economy is supposed to grow by 6-7% this year. Uh, but despite this red, uh, reduced demand for digital advertising, we managed to increase advertising revenue thanks to the improvements we made in our, on our advertising platform, which enabled uh, a meaningful increase in monetizable ad impressions, like uh, Alan mentioned. We continue to develop our premium offering, and here we see a steady development with an uh, increase in the number of subscribers across platforms and geographies. As uh, mentioned earlier, uh, we also see a continued positive trend for our B2B offering, True Call for Business, which is uh, growing nicely both when it comes to customers as well as revenue. At year-end, the customer base has uh, almost doubled versus a year ago. Uh, and we have increased revenue at a strong pace and, and continue to develop more value-added services and insights to our connected businesses. We believe that we still only have, we have still only scratched the surface when it comes to our offering and our penetration in the market of the market. Overall, I would say that we continue to execute well on the things that we can control with improvements in all three income streams, but with a macro effect that hurts us our income development this quarter. We believe that the current negative macro sentiment will persist at least through the first half of 2023. But our focus is on ensuring that we stand even stronger when demand recovers. Now we will look at a little bit uh, more in detail on our three revenue streams and we'll start uh, with the largest one, ads. In Q4, in Q4, in Q3, sorry, we noticed an increased cautiousness among advertisers. And in Q4, we saw that resulting in a noticeable decrease in demand when, which became more apparent during the later latter part of the fourth quarter, which is a period when seasonal effects would normally result in higher spending. The generally lower demand in the market impacted prices negatively. Um, the, with the global depressed macro, the risk sentiment has changed and more companies have focused on profitability versus growth, 
which impacted demand in markets, even even in markets like India, where the underlying economy still is expected to develop uh, very well. On the other hand, we continue to improve our platform, and this quarter, through our tech improvements, we were able to increase the number of impressions substantially, which meant that we saw ads revenue increase with 13%, even though CPMs decreased with 18%. The increase in impressions were made uh, possible as different stages of the ads life cycle were optimized, uh, the ad requests, catching, serving, etc., leading to an increase in monetizable impressions within the existing ad slots. During the year, we continue to invest in ad tech and traffic on our own proprietary platform, uh, and traffic on our own proprietary platform has been growing significantly. On the platform, we can offer our advertising space without using intermediaries, intermediaries such as Google. And income on, on this uh, platform more than tripled compared to the fourth quarter last year, 2021. These developments and the improvements made to increase impressions make us feel confident that when the external situation improves, we will be very well positioned for continuing growth. When looking at our subscriptions, you can see that we grew our revenue by 25% compared to last year, which is the highest growth rate we've had for a while. The relative growth in the number of premium users is exceeding the relative growth in monthly active users. We see growth coming from many different markets and both on iOS and Android. During the quarter, we ruled out a new entry plan in India, a family plan globally, and started to offer a plan in the U.S., including True Color Assistance. During 2023, the assistant will be rolled out in our, all our larger markets. Trucal for Business continues to develop well with uh, many new large enterprise clients. We are now present in 35 countries, and we continue to improve our capabilities with new features, and more and more customers have longer uh, relationships with us. In 2022, we reached almost 1,900 customers, which we are very happy about. We started this business uh, slightly more than two years ago. Uh, we have now 25 resellers, and more than 5 billion verified calls were made on our platform. As said earlier, we have only scratched the surface here, we believe, but when it comes to penetration in the markets as well as our product offering, we see, we see many opportunities ahead that we will benefit from. Gross profit increased by 9% year-over-year, and our gross margin continues to be strong, although it decreased 3 percentage points compared to Q4 last year. This decrease has, as mentioned before, two primary reasons. One is the increased cost for servers and hosting due to our larger user base and, and also higher verification costs for new users. We're continuously looking at different ways to become more efficient here going forward and, and, and uh, lower this cost as a percentage of our revenue. We also saw increased cost transparency from uh, advertising platforms that previously only reported their net figures to us. We now get some explicit cost of goods sold figures, which decreases our gross margins somewhat. In comparison to Q3, we saw a somewhat increased gross margin, there, which um, is in line with what we have communicated. If we turn to costs, we have had a, had a, a quite stable underlying cost level the last three quarters when looking at staff expenses as well as other external expenses. As we continue to grow our offering, we have also continued to grow, to grow the number of employees, but we're still a very efficient organization given our huge user base. 
As pointed out last quarter, we had a uh, temporary increase in marketing spend during Q4 as we continued to invest in seeding new markets or sub-markets. But given the macroeconomic backdrop and the effects it had had on demand for ads, we will in 2023 adjust our investments in marketing and, and use acquisition to the current climate. When it comes to the incentive program, we just want to remind everyone um, here that this year's program included, or last year's program, 22, included uh, uh, restricted stock units, which result in a higher cost being booked in the property loss statement than for warrants or options. However, these costs will have no cash flow effect until 2024, at the earliest when we will have to pay social security fees for the value of the shares being given to our employees in Sweden at that time. The cost could also be potentially be quite volatile depending on the share price development. Uh, as you know from the last quarter, we are in our reporting breakout cost for incentive programs to help you as investors and analysts see the development both including and excluding the incentive programs. As we have previously stated, our tax rate is a combination of the Swedish corporate tax rate, uh, 22 and 20.5% and the Indian tax rate, which is closer to 30%. This quarter, the tax rate overall was 22%, and I, I think it's reasonable to expect that it is to be at this level or somewhat higher as we increase our profits in our India operations. The taxes we pay are partly based on our transit pricing policy, and the purpose of that policy is to ensure that we pay tax in a correct way from the perspective of both the Swedish and the Indian tax authorities. Adjusted EBTA decreased mainly due to the macro effect on ads and the temporarily higher marketing spend that we had in Q4. The EBTA margin for Q4 was 31%, and excluding the temporary uh, marketing spend uh, that we had in, in uh, Q4, the margin would have been 39%. Last quarter, I guided the market that the effect was expected to affect the margin negatively 5 percentage points, but the effect became uh, slightly larger than expected <coughs> uh, as the uh, slightly larger as the expected income growth decreased due to the to the macro situation, so we we had slightly lower revenue than we expected when we guided towards five percent. As mentioned, we will adjust the level of the of investments we do in the current situation to continue to deliver good return even in a more challenging situation. We continue to do, to generate cash at a good rate. Uh, this quarter, we made tax payments covering much of the full year. Um, which impacted the overall tax flow, cash flow. Uh, when instead looking at the cash flow from operating activities before taxes paid, it amounted to 169 million in Q4. And we now have 1.7 billion Swedish crowns in cash and short-term investments and another 500 uh, million Swedish crowns available in an unused uh, revolving credit facility. We continue to think this to be to consider this to be an excellent position to be in at this point in time uh, with this macroeconomic uncertainty, uh, and and uh, we much rather have this much cash on our balance sheet than than no cash, like uh, uh, unfortunately some other companies end up having. During the quarter, we bought back shares to trim the capital position, and that is a tool that we could continue to use, and we also continue to scan the market for potential acquisitions. We're looking for both companies that can add value to our existing business model through more data and, and or users and new functionality uh, and for investments that may give us new growth opportunities where we build on our customer base and distribution power. 
2022, we delivered on our financial targets with strong growth and solid profitability for the, for the full year. For 2022, the net sales growth was 57% and the EBTA margin was 40%. With the shift in macro and with the outstanding performance we've had in 2021 and 22, it is fair to say that 2023 will be a more challenging year in terms of financial targets. As mentioned earlier, we continue to improve things that we can control internally, and we see that uh, see a solid development within subscriptions and trickle for business. When it comes to ads, it is difficult to assess when we will see demand pick up again. And in the meantime, we focus on safeguarding the profitability and making sure that we are in a better position, an even stronger position once demand in the market increases again. I think the targets are still valid uh, and something we will continue to strive to perform. But of course, there might be variation between quarters. With that, I will hand back to Alan to wrap things up before we start the Q&A session. Alan? Thanks, Hans. Uh, so I'm uh, concluding slides to wrap this up. I'm pleased to report this quarter uh, that our business continued to develop positively uh, despite the challenging operating environment. We continued to grow our user base across markets despite an 18% decline in smartphone sales and saw strong growth in adoption from iOS users after the launch of the new app. Our advertising business was affected by macro conditions, but we were able to counteract some of the negative effects with the enhancements we made to our app and the ad platform. We continue to see healthy development with subscriptions and true color for business and continue to innovate in these areas to drive continued growth. As we mentioned, uh, we expect the first half of this year uh, to be a, cha- a challenging one but we continue to focus on bringing the best solution to the market and to deliver good profitability throughout the economic downturn. Despite the challenges we see ahead, we are proud to be in a good position with solid financials, strong cash flow, and strong organic growth. This puts us in a different position compared to other global platforms that have uh, had to cut staff and initiate a different kind of cost-cutting programs. Our strong position and our continued growth means that we're, uh, we still will continue to make strategic investments. And even in a time of uncertainty, we'll continue to take advantage of our strong position uh, and find opportunities to continue growing. And I think it's pretty clear that regardless of how the world looks like, a service like TrueCall will always be needed. It goes without saying that none of this would be possible without our uh, users, the great partners that we work with, and the phenomenal True Color team across the world. And with that, we're happy to open the floor for questions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star than one on your touchdown phone. If you are using a speakerphone, we ask that you please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star and two. Today's first question comes from Akil Datani with JP Morgan. Please go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. And um, Alan Odd, thanks for taking the questions. Um, can I ask a number of different questions all related to the macro commentary that you provided? Um, you gave us um, some interesting comments around the Indian economy being strong, but yet you are seeing um, corporates reacting to the general broader macro um, softeners. 
Could you maybe help us understand the way the conversations with these customers are going? You know, what exactly is it they're reacting to? Is it fear that an Indian slowdown? Is it just preemptively moving? So, you know, I guess what we're trying to understand is, is this very clearly temporary in their behavior or is it harder to read how this evolves? Um, the second bit is, I think you said, if I understood correctly, that um, some of the impacts you saw were a little bit later through the quarter. So it sounds like maybe the reaction your customers are having sort of progressed through the period. Maybe if you could comment on what you're seeing so far through Q1. And I appreciate it's difficult given everything going on. But given what you're saying about a tough H1 and a, let's say, hopefully better H2, is there any sort of color you can provide us on how you think the shape of that revenue trajectory will play out um, just so that we can think about how the next one or two quarters might potentially look? Um, and then the last piece is just on margins. I mean, I guess it's historically been something that you've had a huge amount of control over and it's a very profitable business. Um, if we do have a weaker macro, how do you think about margins? Does it mean you preserve margin, focus on cash flow, or do you keep on investing? Thanks a lot. Thank you, Akhil. <clears throat> Maybe I can start and, and then you can take over. So I think uh, the, my, my sense on the market in India is it's more uh, a, a psychological reaction to what's happening around the world, uh, where there are uncertainties on what's going to happen. Uh, we definitely see capital flowing in, uh, both into the tech sector, but other sectors as well. But I think everyone is right now keen on showing good results, and there are different ways to do that. But uh, we're not seeing some of the uh, issues that you might see in the Western world. Uh, so I think in general, I think most uh, companies are just being cautious because there's uh, a lot of unknowns right now, basically. And um, as you mentioned, you know, we, we did see this happening um, at the, uh, you know, mid to end of the quarter. Uh, where we did expect certain revenues to come in from uh, certain holidays like Black Friday and so forth and Christmas, which came out um, more muted than expected. Um, and that's also why, you know, the, the results uh, came in as they came in. Uh, what was the, the other question? Um, yeah, and I was just, I guess the other question was just appreciating the challenges of giving any comments. I guess I just wondered if you were able to give us some directional color on Q1. I mean, I, I guess the simplest question is more, do you think the overall revenue trajectory for advertising is softer or not than Q4? But again, I, I don't know how much willing to comment on that. Yeah. Well, w what I can say is that uh, the muted demand that we saw in uh, December uh, is more or less the same uh, so far. It's what we've seen. Uh, we'll have to see how that develops uh, in the coming weeks and months, but uh, as, as you might know, this can change overnight as well. So depending on, you know, how, how things change, it can actually uh, bounce back pretty quickly. But because we don't see any, any uh, major signs yet, we rather stay cautious. And then the last bit was just on margins. Yeah. And investments. Um, we're a listed company and we understand the, the, the importance of uh, uh, continui continuity uh, and um, we uh, are seeing effects on our growth rate from the, uh, from the weaker macroeconomic climate, but we can still control our profitability and we intend to safeguard that 
we will be uh, we will obviously be opportunistic when it comes to investments um, for example within m a uh, but we will definitely ensure that our our um, regular costs including um, investments in news acquisition and and marketing are kept at a level where we can safeguard the margins fine thanks so much thank you and our next question today comes from stefan galfin with dmb please go ahead um yes actually uh to follow up questions to to uh, Akil's questions. Uh, first of all, um, uh, well, you, you state the weaker sentiment is expected to persist at least throughout uh, H1 2023. Uh, but you also commented now that uh, things can change overnight. And just uh, what kind of visibility uh, do you have in terms of uh, CPM? Are you just a, a price taker uh, overall on, on CPM? Uh, and secondly, uh, you say that you will safeguard uh, margins, um, uh, but during 2022, employee costs have increased fast, um, with also close to 30% growth in number of employees. Should we read that you will hold back on recruitment in the beginning of 2023 until we see uh, the market improve? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I can take that one. So um, the visibility we have in front of us is uh, more or less in real time. We see what happens on a day-to-day basis uh, because it works like a, a stock, uh, like a stock market more or less. Uh, but we do have dialogues and conversations with our advertisers, the larger ones, to get an understanding of how they're thinking about um, the, their their budget for the coming months or quarters or, or, or year. So those are the conversations that, that we can have. But it also makes it slightly difficult for us to, to make uh, accurate predictions, especially when, when, when you know, there are these type of uncertainties uh, globally, basically. Um, uh, on your second question, um, I think we, True Color as a company, has never been a company that just hires people for the sake of hiring. We always make sure we hire based on need and we hire the best people, which also means that it takes time for us to hire certain roles, especially on, on the engineering side. So we're going to continue to hire on those um, functions where we see a, a, a need. Um, but as as always and as historically We've always been uh, aiming to hire the best people, which takes time. Having that said, um, we have never seen any any need to prove our company to be successful by being a thousand people company, uh, and I doubt we'll be there uh, for a couple of years. So we're we're doing things in a uh, we've always done things in a very cautious way to make sure that. Uh, everyone in the organization also grows with the business. So just to add on the medium to long-term outlook, Stefan, uh, we are um, we're dependent on the macroeconomic uh, background and, and demand for digital advertising uh, is, is something that is an effect of 
the, the macroeconomic general demand. Uh, so when you look at, when we look at the medium to long term outlook, we are looking at um, the, the, the uh, economics expert out there, the, the different um, organizations and, and banks, et cetera, that are doing um, estimates and forecasts. We don't have more insight than, than they can give us. Uh, so we don't know whether this downturn that we see now, primarily in the Western world, is going to last for, for a six month or, or, or a year or two years. And we don't know how the psychology will work out in India and other markets where we have a large exposure that are doing much better than the Western world. Um, even though we can, we can hope for the psychological effect that we seem to be seeing right now to disappear once transparency increases and, and there's more stability in the macroeconomic uh, climate. Thank you. Thank you. And our next question today comes from Predrag Savinovich with Carnegie Investment Bank. Please go ahead. Thank you very much, operator. Hi, Alan. Hi, Odd. Um, building uh, further a bit on, on the same topic, um, is it possible to quantify in roughly or give some flavor on the level of growth you could achieve even with the same type of sentiment in the ad market and the macro across the ad platform, the utilization, and, and so on? I think that is very difficult to, to say. Uh, you know, even if we were to uh, increase our market share within digital advertising uh, very substantially, we could still see lower prices. This is an auction market, and lower demand materializes in terms of in, in, in the shape of lower prices. Um, and if demand goes down sufficiently, we could increase our market share, fill our ad slots, um, but still see lower pricing, and, and uh, that way, see an impact on our revenue. So it's, it's a very difficult question to, to answer, fortunately, Predator. Maybe if I can uh, pitch in on that. So one of the, the questions or some of the questions we got mid last year was uh, whether TrueColor has capped in terms of impressions that we can show on our product. Uh, I think this was some of the worries that the investors had. And what we've been able to prove in Q4 is that we have been able to increase the, the impression, the number of ads that we can display on our, our platform. So I think that's a very good uh, sign to, to look at. And once the market uh, becomes more positive, we will leverage that um, in a way that we haven't seen before. And uh, just want to reemphasize that our main objective has not been to drive up CPM levels. If we would have wanted to do that, we could have done it already in Q4 and driven the CPMs to be higher than in Q3. But we're optimizing for revenues. And that means when you open up for more impressions, you dilute the CPMs. And that is fine. I think that's uh, that's okay. Uh, because for us, uh, uh, it's more important to drive uh, revenue and profitability for shareholders rather than um, driving a, a vanity metric as uh, CPM. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that color. And then if you could double click a little bit on the campaigns in the U.S. in Q4 and also going forward, there's a 
more of a general question of how has it been received overall in line better, worse than your expectations, level of consistent users you've gained, and also how large of a priority do you see this expansion being now and going forward? Yeah, it's a very good question, Fredrik. So we do these type of burst campaigns from time to time. Um, this time it was uh, targeted uh, towards the U.S. market, more in the sort of real world. Um, and, and the reason why we do this is because we want to get an understanding of um, the uses that we acquire, the, uh, the, the, the behavior, the patterns, uh, so that we can improve the product further. And what we have seen so far with this uh, campaign that we did was um, that uh, the number of users obviously increased. Um, you know, we could definitely see how users appreciated the, the product and the problem that we solve. Um, but the idea is not to grow our uh, market share in U.S. or any new market by throwing money into these markets. These are initiatives we're doing to educate ourselves and the market. Um, we don't expect to do uh, any of these uh, larger campaigns you know, uh, at least for the coming six months, because we already we've already done it, and we have some some key data points to look at to make sure uh, that we over time can build out the product so that the organic virality takes over, because that's what's going to make us win in the long term, not throwing money at the problem. Okay, super. And and have you learned anything on this? Um... Uh, organic virality uh, is it achievable do you think um, do you have any sense of the opportunity you you have here yeah absolutely i, I think we've seen uh, a lot of similarities with uh, some of our other markets uh, i think there are things we can improve and those are the things that we're working on right now in order to uh, improve the uh, the the hit rate in the market but also uh, parts of the product towards certain uh, demographic groups in the country. So I, I think there are some some good nuggets to to double click on. Okay, super. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. And our next question today comes from Jasper von Koch with Red Eye. Please go ahead. Hi, Alan, and hi, Odd. Thanks for taking my questions. Hi, uh, so you state that the you state that the the number of ad impressions per, per user was lifted in the quarter thanks to the efficient improvements in the advertising lifecycle and that this also improved engagement and click-through rates uh, for your ads. So could you just provide some more flavor on, on what you've done there? Well, I, I don't want to go too much into the details because it's very product-specific and, and to some degree, you know, it's... Uh, uh, things that we would like to keep internally. But uh, we have done improvements in the product so that we can render uh, ads in a more efficient way. We have also opened up um, uh, a few more ad units inside the product that we're testing out. Um, one of them are performing quite well. So, that's, uh, what, so, so that one we're opening up a bit more. So we're testing out both new ad inventories inside the product, uh, but also uh, just I improving things uh, on the render rate side. I think if you use the product, you might notice it, at least on Android, uh, but it's uh, it's not super obvious. And that's 
yeah. when we do improvements that are not super obvious, that's when we're successful. Good. Uh, and then, I mean, regarding that, like uh, the improved engagement and the improved click-through rates for the uh, the new ad units that prove successful, is that, I mean, the CPM rate, uh, is that something that you could lift by, like, in retrospect or, like, afterwards, after having showed that, like, those new KPIs to, to your uh, your advertising customers, or how does it work? Uh, what oh, okay. you, yeah, I didn't understand the question either, Jesper. Yeah, I mean, uh, you see these uh, like these promising new uh, ad units that that showed uh, like better click-through rates. Uh, so I guess they 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 are more uh, more valuable. Is that something that you could like now show to your uh, your ads customers? Uh, so that your CPM rate will uh, will go up, uh, like in the near future. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We we do demonstrate these to some of our larger ads uh, partners to show them, you know, the performance of them and also what's new. Um, but right now, what what will drive CPM up is not going to be us doing uh, improvements or uh, opening up more ad units. It's all in the hands of the macro, I would say. Uh, unless we want to take down the inventory uh, and you know reduce it, uh, but then we want to be able to to uh, deliver high re- high revenues. I mean, it's it's an effect of it. Yeah, uh, and then also regarding CPM, I mean, uh, rest of the world was was pretty strong. Uh, is that stemming from like an increased share from from the USA, or how should we interpret that number? If you look at CPM in uh, in particular, you need to remember that we have a very, very large market share in India, which means that we are uh, more sensitive to general macroeconomic developments in India than in we are in markets where our, our overall market share is lower, where we can position ourselves slightly differently. We can, we can focus on, on segments uh, and find better revenue per user, which results also in better CPM. So um, uh, you cannot really compare the, the developments we've seen in India with the developments we've seen in markets where we have less penetration. There are other markets where we have similar penetration to India, but, but, but many of the markets in the rest of the world segment are markets where we have a sl- lower, lower relative penetration and and where we see slightly different dynamics. All right, understood. Uh, and then my my last one, uh, where you said said that uh, volume of ads on your own platform rather than Google's or Facebook's tri- tripled uh, compared to last year. So, uh, roughly, what percentage does currently go through your own platform? Uh, if you we haven't we haven't given any there. number on that one, but but we're saying is that. We're still doing most of the business through Google and, and to some extent, Facebook. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks. That's uh, all for me. Yes. Yes. Thanks. That's all for me. Thank you. And the next question comes from John Kurvitz with Numis. Please go ahead. Um, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, a, a few questions. Firstly, is there a, a meaningful update uh, to be had regarding 
the timing of the enactment of the Digital Personal Protection Bill in India. Um, secondly, regarding ad revenue, uh, I hear what you just said, uh, Odd, about um, not interpreting too much or not comparing CPMs between the, the regions. Um, it was a bad day for me when you, you sort of stopped uh, giving uh, ad revenue per region. So it would be really useful to figure out of your 1.5 billion for the full year of ad revenue, India was how much, and then what was the second and the third largest uh, country in terms of their um, contribution to the ad revenue. And then thirdly, uh, adjust marketing costs in 2023. Um, what does adjust mean? Um, wh what were the, the, the marketing costs as a proportion of other operating costs up to Q3 when you didn't have to, you didn't spend extra uh, as you did in Q4, please? Well, you're asking, hi John, you're asking for a number of things we haven't, we haven't uh, gone public with. Uh, so I can't give you any specifics on, on a number of these. Um, I, I hear what you're saying about um, communicating um, revenue, ads revenue per market, and that's something we uh, will take into consideration. We don't have it here or now. Uh, India is making up the lion's share of our ads revenue, um, simply because we have so many users in India. Uh, but um, that's something we'll have to come back on and, and uh, consider from our side. Um, the, uh, do you want to talk about the, uh, the legal situation in India? The first question. Why? So, so, sorry, are you also, forgive me to interrupt you, are you also saying no to uh, giving us some quality, uh, some information about the marketing costs, please, as a proportion of other operating costs? Um, yeah, right. Um, well, when we started out 2022, we said that we were going to grow our marketing costs at a certain rate. We believed at that point we were going to grow our marketing user acquisition costs at a certain rate. Back then, um, we gave some, some, I think, pretty good pointers on how to calculate our historical marketing user acquisition cost. Now, <clears throat> what I can say is that once again, I'm, I'm sorry, John, but we haven't, we haven't at this point decided that we will explicitly discuss the marketing costs that we have. I think you can, you can do a calculation on Q3 based on what we said would happen, um, with the margin development versus what, what you see in the numbers. Um, and that gives you a good indication on how much extra we spent in Q, in Q4. But generally speaking for 2020, we, we spent about the same, amount slightly more than we did in 2021. Um, sorry about not being able to more, be more specific, but if, if this is something we would uh, decide to change, I wouldn't be able to do it in a call like this anyway, so. Understood, thank you, Claude. I think, uh, so uh, and, from my side, John, on, on your question regarding the uh, personal data protection bill, uh, nothing new has come out yet since uh, last time uh, we spoke, and uh, I guess there will be some updates on, on next steps after the uh, after summer, I guess it is. Uh, but we'll have to see. 
as uh, as we've seen before, it gets postponed every time. So uh, we'll have to see, but we still remain uh, confident that, uh, that what's on the table uh, at the moment, which would most likely be the final uh, draft of the bill, would not affect the experience or True Colors business. That's great. Thank you both. Thank you, John. And the next question today comes from Yemi Falana with Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good afternoon, and thanks for the helpful presentation. There's been a lot of focus on pricing and monetization via CPMs and impressions, and rightly so. But perhaps if I could shift to volumes, given that it's much more of a structural driver going forward. So firstly, on daily active user growth, Clearly 4Q was okay, but somewhat weaker than we would have expected. Is that just a function of slower smartphone sales that you flagged, which means that preloads have been less impactful, or are there any other effects that you would explicitly be calling out? Secondly, on your iPhone progress, while you may not want to give precise numbers there, could you maybe point us in the right direction? I would have thought your iPhone daily active user base uh, prior to the app launch was in the in the ballpark of kind of 12 to 13 million users. And so 80% growth since then implies another 10 million or so users over the last few months. So put another way, is it fair to assume that more than a quarter of your incremental daily active users are on the iPhone platform? And on a related note, uh, while the iPhone base is still small, does the iPhone base have a similar country distribution to your Android business? That'd be helpful to know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the questions. Um, on the iPhone distribution, it's uh, actually lower on the daily active user side uh, as uh, you expected. Uh, the mouse side is, uh, however, on, on a similar ballpark, uh, as you mentioned, but slightly higher. Uh, what has been the challenge on iOS in the past has been how do you get users to use it more frequently? Uh, and that's uh, basically the, the engagement, the DAO, and what the team has been working on, and that's what we've been able to drive up uh, with over 8% since August. Um, I would say what we can see, uh, what we have seen is uh, we did expect the preloads to ramp up faster. That's what we saw at least in Q3, the, the how it started to ramp up. It's still growing, but it's not, uh, or it still grew in Q4, the preloads, but not at the pace that we were expecting. Um, and, and that is obviously due to uh, smartphone sales declining in Q4. Um, does it have an impact on us in general? Yeah, a bit, uh, but it's, we, we're still, we do still see a positive growth on, on uh, new users coming on board and also the Mao and Dao growth. I think what we did um, successfully in the quarter was to drive up more engagement inside app to to build more value um, in our product, and that's what we've seen. That's why Dow grew with 14%, while Mao grew uh, grew with uh, 13%, which normally for most companies is the opposite, to be honest. Uh, so I think you know the team has done a great job, and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, smartphone shipments. Uh, catching up uh, during this year. Uh, but it's, in general, I think we had a, had a good uh, growth in terms of uh, monthly active users and daily active users during the quarter. Very clear. Thank you. And the next question today comes from Eric Larson at SCB. Please go ahead. 
Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, a lot of good color. I just have two quick follow-ups. Um, so <clears throat> on the user acquisition costs, uh, do you expect that to grow or decrease or remain flat uh, over 2023? And can you just remind me on the split between organic and inorganic uh, user intake? Because it's majority organic still, right? right? Yeah, around 85 cents and, and more is uh, still organic. When it comes to the inorganic, the user acquisition, um, <clears throat> we do it uh, more, uh, you know, it, we do have a budget budget set aside for this. And when we see opportunities, we, we do try out things every single day. And where we see that it sticks, uh, we continue a bit more. But we're going to do this in a in a healthy manner during uh, during the year. You want to add something? Like I said, we we understand the importance of continuity. Uh, profitability is something we can uh, we can control, and um, continuity uh, will be a focus for us in in this respect. And we will uh, adapt our uh, investments according to that doctrine. Okay, uh, great. But I, I guess it's fair to point out that uh, you still have a solid user intake from uh, from an organic perspective. Yes. Great. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your question and answer session. I'd like to turn the conference back over to the management team for your final remarks. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, we're extremely proud of uh, a great quarter. We're excited about the future, and we look forward to see you at our next earning, earnings call. Thank you. Thank you, sir. This concludes today's conference call. We thank you all for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect your minds and have a wonderful day.